Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. How are you guys doing? I hope you're well. I'm hoping it, the weather is as beautiful where you are as it is here. I love spring. It's absolutely my favorite season and there's nothing better. There's no better place to be, in my opinion, than New York during the springtime. It's just like everybody's so much happier. You can walk. It's just lovely. So I had a great day. Honestly, I got my nails done feeling like a bad bitch, you know, well, I should clarify. I'm operating on a base level of bad bitchdom at all times. It's just like, I'm feeling even more than I usually do. Um, I had a French manicure. Can we talk about this just for like a quick second? Because I felt like for years, everybody was like, French manicures are out. Don't do them. They're trashy. Like who does that? And then over the past couple of years, I feel like people started getting into them more. And I just feel like we didn't, you know, as women, we didn't have a conversation about this. Um, I'm fine with it. I'm just curious as to when the change happened, because I don't remember. I don't remember. Anyway, I got an orange French nail and it's just so cute. It's just the cutest. Anyway, you're not here to listen to me talk about my nails. Let's talk about what the hell's going on in pop culture this week. Starting off with our Can I Get a Hell Yeah? It's going to go to 
two people really, Jojo Siwa and Jojo Siwa's hairstylist. Now, if you guys didn't see, the ponytail is gone. The Jojo bows, no more. Jojo has officially cut her hair. She's got like a side, um, almost like a mohawk kind of thing, short on the sides, long on top. We love it. We absolutely love it. I mean, like, do I really love it? No. But do I love it? Yes. I love it because now I'm not going to have to wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night worrying about her traction alopecia. Like, I every time I looked at her, I was so concerned. Like, didn't it feel like, ooh, the headaches... The, the migraines that were happening for just that tight, ooh, those, those poor hairs, those poor, poor hair follicles were just hanging on for dear, dear life. So I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled for, um, the hair, like right at the edges, her edges. I'm, I'm thrilled for her edges. Um, congratulations to you, Jojo. Congratulations. And thank you to the hairstylist who talked her into this. Personally, I will send you like an edible arrangement. No, I won't. But I will send you a an e-card if you DM me. Okay, as you know, I, I, I move very quickly through the positive stuff and then go right back into the negative because that's my safe space. Um, so we're going to talk about our girl of the week. Now, y'all know I was like, I'm not talking about the slap, okay? I just felt like discourse had reached like way beyond a fever pitch and it was not necessary for me to put my hat into the ring but it came out a couple days ago that will has officially will smith has officially been um banned from the oscars now he will um still qualify for nominations he can still win he just can't attend the ceremony or any of the ceremonies surrounding it I, there are more stipulations to it. I don't care. I just think the whole thing's silly. Um, did I say how long he was? It's for 10 years. <laughs> I can't remember if I said that, but, um, the Hollywood reporter came out with an article that was, um, just basically a list of people in the Academy, some who chose to remain anonymous, some who did not, um, in all corners of, the Academy from like writing actors, directors, sound, all corners. They did an article about people from the Academy's thoughts on the, the 10 year suspension, the 10 year ban. (laughs) Like, I cannot believe what I'm reading. So I'm just, there were a lot, there were like a lot. I'm just going to walk you through like maybe three or four or five (laughs) uh, of people's reactions. Okay. So the first is from an anonymous marketing and slash public relations branch member. At this point, it's too little too late. Will Smith already resigned and he can be nominated in the future. Chris Rock is selling out his tour. The ones left holding the bag are the Academy members. I'm in the film business because of the impact the Oscars had on me growing up. They were the epitome of class elegance and a celebration of film. The day I became an Academy member was one of the most proudest moments of my life. Last year's ceremony and pre-show were a disgrace. I was so distraught by it that I couldn't sleep. My guiding light had been destroyed. This year's slap put a nail in the coffin of an organization I'm now embarrassed to be part of. I wish I could say that they will turn the ship around, but unfortunately their hubris may cause their demise. I know that Will Smith will survive the slap and he will be around here 10 years from now. I'm not sure if I can say the same about the the Academy. (laughs) I mean, the eye rolling that's happening right now, like, 
that you guys, the list of people, I'll get into it in a second. It's just, it's too much. Moving on to an actor's branch member. I think it's right. Longer or forever might work too. An unconscionable act of violence, particularly in this setting, merits huge reprisal and consequence. It also sends the word out to similarly inclined people that that kind of action is not okay and will be punished. Um, And they will not be punished. Some people may not believe that virtue has a place in the world anymore, but millions would disagree. Likewise, for forbearance, tolerance, and being able to dismiss offense that has no physical agency. Okay. (laughs) The next one is from a marketing, another marketing and um, uh, public relations branch member. This was a mere slap on the wrist from the Academy. A more serious and fitting consequence would have been severing all ties. A lifetime ban from the Academy, Oscars, and all events, as well as being ineligible for future Oscar nominations and wins. We all know he'll be back in a few years receiving his next Oscar on stage or accepting his Lifetime Achievement Award. I hold Will Packer, who was the producer of the show, um, responsible for the poor response first and foremost. A producer's job is to react quiet, A producer's job is to react quickly and smartly to unprecedented events especially to protect those on their show packer should have gone up gone to commercial break attended to chris marock who's pretty shaken up and removed smith immediately no asking permission from anyone that's being a good producer i'm campaigning for guillermo Guillermo del toro to take over the reins of the academy a filmmaker and a leader with heart brains and the courage of his convictions in truth the world around us is falling apart and this is what's ever on everybody's mind. Prayers for us all. <laughs> I got two more. One executive branch member said, this was one of those situations without a right answer because the board had to take action to express uh, that this behavior was mandating expulsion. And yet there are no good precedents or obvious guidelines. Will Smith didn't actually hurt Chris Rock, it appears. He just behaved abominably and technically committed assault, and in doing so brought shame on the Academy in a very public way. Yet 10 years feels extreme, more in line with a true felony or something that with more lasting damage. What is the effect of this punishment? In particular, does it age well seven years from now when he's still being punished for losing his temper and publicly slapping somebody? Given... Given most of the purpose of the punishment is symbolism, I'm guessing that, say, by 2029, the symbolism won't be particularly worthy or strong and will feel like overkill. Three years feels more like right to me, but again, there isn't a right answer, so very tough to second-guess them. This was probably the most sensible response. I'll, I'll just end it on Carol Connors from the music branch. He's not going to be able to present next year, and I think, hooray for that. I don't think he should be allowed on the Academy stage. What he did on the world stage was unacceptable. 10 years is an important round number, but I don't think it should have been, excuse me, I don't think it should have been one year or five years. 10 is appropriate, but I'm glad he will not present next year after what he did. What if Chris would have fallen down and hit his head? That guy's what, 140 pounds soaking wet? And the other guy played Muhammad Ali. He played him in a movie 20 years ago. Can you imagine what he must have gone through? What must have gone through Chris's mind at that moment? And I think he handled it with great dignity. Okay, so here's my a couple things from all of these. Like, calm down. (laughs) Some of you guys need to like go outside and take a walk around. Like this reverence to the academy and and how important it is and and the shame that Will brought him on it. I can tell you as somebody who is like 
truly very deep in pop culture. I don't give a fuck about the Academy. Like, I don't think in general people like really regard this as like a, a, a highly respected whatever the fuck. Like, sure, it's an award show. It's It means something to the people who are nominated and win. But like, do I think about the Academy throughout my year when it doesn't have to do with the awards? No. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I get it. Like, I'm not in Hollywood. This is not my life. But also, like, it's kind of like cheer, you know? Like, those people who graduated years ago and keep coming back, the people who are crying, the people who are like, it's just the stakes are really, they don't need to be that high. <laughs> and like, I just, the, your whole, this random person's whole story about how like, they fell in love with the Academy and they knew that it had to be a part of their life. And like, I don't know if the Academy's ever going to recover from something like this. Like, honestly, Take like three sips of water. Like, <laughs> this is so, it's too much. You're doing a lot. And this is like, okay, obviously, like, let me just state my opinion very quickly. Clearly not the right thing to do. Clearly like an inappropriate response, right? Um, As far as like what the Academy did with that, I personally don't care. <laughs> because like at the end of, like, what is him taking 10 years off of the Oscars? Like, okay, he can't go to the party or he can't go to the ceremony, but he can still get nominated. So it's like, okay, like, I don't know. I What punishment needed to be? I don't know. I think Chris Rock didn't press charges. And so we should just let it be what it is, right? Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, there was one person who was like, I don't think it should have been up to, like, I wish that Chris had, had pressed charges. Like, I feel like he had a responsibility to do that. Like, why? Why do you feel a responsibility to him, for him? Like, why are you upset at him for not pressing charges? Like, this is the shit that I mean. Like, people put so much on this situation. People, like, the whataboutism of it all, like, the, if, X happened and Y situation, then this would have been like that lady who was like, Oh, what if, what if he slapped Betty White? <laughs> like what? <laughs> he didn't. So like, let's not have this, con let's kind of have the conversation about what happened. Let's have a conversation about how Chris Rock feels. Let's have a conversation about how Jada feels. I, I mean, I, I mean, not that we need to put any responsibility on Jada. I, I'll take that part back. Um, what happens between Will and Chris is like, I don't know, just to act like this is going to be the scourge upon the Academy that like, they'll never recover from this. You guys like after next year's Academy Awards, it's, this is going to be a topic for about a, two more days. And then again, when the Oscars comes up next year and then not again after that, like nobody's really going to care. <laughs> like it, Truly, has anybody not in the Academy, a civilian of Hollywood, really looking down on the Academy for this and just being like, I don't know how I could possibly sit in front of my television and watch an award show that has nothing to do with me. How awful. Like, ugh. Ugh. Everybody take a lap. Let me move on to some mess that I can actually get down with. Another disclaimer, I, you know, I'm not like, 
I was going to say I'm not cynical. <laughs> that would have been the lie of the century. But with regard to like um, the other realm, the afterlife, tarot cards, mediums, horoscopes, that whole thing, like I'm open to it. Okay. Um, so keep that in mind as I say this, right? Um, Vanessa Hudgens apparently has a deep relationship with ghosts. Apparently this has been a lifelong relationship that she's had, something that she is buried deep, but has decided to come out and say loud and proud, I can see ghosts, I can communicate with them, and I'm not going to hide anymore. So she went on the Kelly Clarkson show and talked about her experiences, right? So she says, Uh, I remember getting ready for school when I was eight years old and there was, you know, those duck toys that you pull the string. There was one of those on the dining room table and I started walking and it just started going alongside me. I kind of shut it out for a while because that's scary. The unknown is scary. But recently I was like, no, this is a gift and something that I have the ability to do. So I'm going to lean into it. She also says that she has a spirit box quote unquote, that helps her analyze radio frequencies really quickly. Something about the electricity that it creates allows spirits to talk through it. So um, I guess we've got a new title for Vanessa, um, high school musical alum, ex-girlfriend of that guy. Why can't I think of his name? You know the one. Um, (laughs) and, um, um, person who's ambivalent about the inevitability of death with regard to COVID and, uh, ghost hunter. Did Demi Lovato give, give her that, that box? Like what's, what's, what I'm hearing here is that a toy moved and you have a radio. Okay. And again, not to be like too cynical, but also like looking back was the table that the duck was sitting on. Was it level? Was there an earthquake? Was there just a happenstance that maybe you brushed by that string and it moved? What's Explain the mechanics behind the box. Because something about the electricity that creates spirits to speak through it does not move me. I don't know what to do with that information, Vanessa. So, um, I don't... And I can't. And so I'm not going to. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Okay, moving on. Um, Bravo, head into the Bravo space, starting off with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trailer, which, I mean, you guys are where I'm at with this whole situation. We've been burned once, twice, thrice before by a Beverly Hills trailer. Because one thing about those editors over at Beverly Hills, they will make it seem like the upcoming season is about to be the juiciest, 
gossip worthy uh, season that you're ever about to see. And then, you know, it's about like Lucy, Lucy, apple juicy, or whether or not Denise Richards and Brandy like scissored each other. And I just like, don't really care because it's like, I could care, but they, you know, they drag the shit out for so long and I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm I'm not worried because I know that it's not going to be good, (laughs) but I kind of like a little bit of part of me thinks this might be good. I think I've been bamboozled. The thing that I'm, I'm liking about it and taking out of it is that there seems to be like several situations amongst the women and not just one big one. And for that, thank God. Okay. Because if I have to focus on one issue, like a dog with a bone for one more season, like I'm going to fucking lose it. <laughs> Even like in the aftermath of like what should have been the, you know, Tommy takes a tumble season last season, the Erica Jane season, the widows and victims season, it should have given us a lot more, but it just wasn't giving like at the reunion, I'm watching it and I'm thinking, okay, it's like fine, but like it really just, like I said, just wasn't giving. So I'm things I'm excited about are um, whatever is going on with Kathy. It seems like Kathy's getting her villain season very quickly. You know, the things that make my nipples hard when Kathy joined was that we would eventually, fingers crossed, hear about all the drama or the, the sisterly discord between the Richards Hilton bunch, right? And... I'm excited to see that, but I'm kind of thinking like y'all know the standout scene was Lisa Rinna um, defending Kyle against Kathy because apparently Kathy said something horrific about Kyle. Kyle's crying. Why could you say that? How could you say that about me? It seems like you really hate me. Yada, yada, yada. Lisa is looking on that couch, looking like the cat that ate the canary, like true Cheshire cat vibes. And I'm feeling in my shundo that that is something else. That's a fake out. I just find it very hard to believe that Kathy would have said something that incendiary, but nobody knows what it is. Like, why is Kyle crying? Who did Kathy say this thing to? And what did she say? Because it just seems like a lot. Um, always and forever excited about our queen Garcelle. Check her out on Las Culturistas if you didn't last week. So good. She's such a dream. Um, RIP The Real, by the way. They just announced that they were canceling the show. I mean, doesn't it doesn't really affect me because I like have never once seen an episode. Not one time have I seen the episode of The Real. But I'm I was happy for Garcelle. I was thrilled that she was like booked and busy. And so I'm sad for her on that note. I'm sad for Lonnie Love. I'm sad for Adrian Bailon. Like, what is she? What is she gonna do after this? What is Adrian Bailon gonna do after this? <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, but moving on. Um, I'm also very excited about Sheree Zampino, another Will Smith connection. She uh, used to be married to him, and uh, also very interested in Diana Jenkins. How are we going to address the Diana Jenkins of it all? You guys know there's like a highly rumored alleged 
much talked about reputation with Diana and her being um, apparently like Hollywood's biggest madam, like Heidi Fleiss found dead, like comparatively. Um, This kind of leads into my next story. Uh, So Diana has a book that you are there not easily found and when you find them they're very expensive um but it was a picture book that she did called like room 23 or something like that um in this book were a lot of like high glossy pictures of anybody you can think of in hollywood from young hollywood george clooney like anybody and everybody right so the rumor is that this book is like a list of clients um on both sides like people looking and people giving, right? So um, Hayden Panettiere was one of the biggest names that came out of that because she was quite young um, when this book came out. She's featured in the book. And the rumor is that Diana's the one who kind of got Hayden into the uh, yachting, escorting game, right? So I'm very curious about like what this is going to look like on television. Are we going to bring that book up because that would be the first thing that I asked so like I said speaking of Hayden you guys know that I talked about her uh brawl that she got in with her boyfriend because her boyfriend um they were at a restaurant and he felt like the people near them some other patrons did not tip well so he decided to follow them and get into a street brawl in Hollywood Hayden the video's there it's on TMZ Hayden is yelling Brian jail, Brian jail, come to find out, um, Brian is on probation and will be on probation until 2025. Um, because he was incredibly physically abusive towards Hayden. She has been very open and honest about this. Uh, There's uh, actually a protective order. I'm not even sure if they're technically supposed to be together. Um, so yeah, obviously because this video came out on TMZ, uh, Brian's probation officer, saw it and homeboy's in trouble as he should be. So the probation offers like full stop. You violated the conditions of your probation by, uh, failing to, uh, keep your hands off people. Right. Um, and so his parole officer is asking the court to find him in violation of, uh, his probation and to order him to complete 26 weeks of anger management and 26 weeks of alcohol anonymous um alcoholics anonymous so he is going to a hearing later this month he'll find out i I say throw the book at him now this is like people that we need to be talking about this is a pattern of extremely violent behavior not only towards his partner but towards like random people you know like i'm not i don't know like maybe you guys need to watch fight videos more (laughs) I don't grow up, I did not grow up in a violent home. I've never gotten into a fight myself. I, but like, other than that, like, I don't know, slapping somebody from dis- for disrespecting your wife seems like, you know, talk shit, get hit, right? Like, I don't condone violence, but I don't condone disrespect either. So anyway, um, but this is like a very, very different thing. This man has like a serious problem. This is not one slap. This is like years of violent and predatory behavior. So I hope like he needs anger management. Clearly, obviously he does. Um, but moving on, 
<sighs> to another uh, abuse situation with Mike from Shots of Sunset. The piece of shit that has been a piece of shit for years now. He's been a whole weirdo. And I mean, I don't want to say like, it's probably never proper to say like, oh, I saw this coming or, oh, I'm not surprised. (laughs) But both of those statements are true. Um, So apparently um, on March 27th, Mike got arrested for uh, felony domestic violence. He was released on a $50,000 bond and he is ordered to return to return to court on July 25th to face that felony charge. Now, no victim was named in the report. However, it's a domestic violence situation and he's been engaged for like, he's been in a relationship for quite some time now. So, you know, it would lead us to believe that it was Paul, Paulina that was the victim of this situation. Um, I looked at her Instagram to see if there was any kind of sign or anything. She doesn't really post that much. Um, and her second to last post is a Valentine's post from uh, or a picture with Mike. So it stands to reason that they probably at least were together up until Valentine's Day. I really feel for Paulina because if you guys didn't watch last season, it was just like Mike every year. You know who Mike reminds me of? Ronnie. Ronnie from the Jersey Shore. When they came back with uh, the new Jersey Shore family reunion and they kept like skirting around his like repeated domestic violence issues with his baby mama. And remember that time where she like, he like tried to leave the car and she dragged him down the street. Like, and they, they were like, 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 Oh, like, Oh, that was so silly. (laughs) But like, I feel like they do the same thing with Mike where it's just like, Oh, he's a liar. But like, we're supposed to get some sort of like entertainment about him just being a brazen liar. So last year, the season starts off with some text messages, some screenshots of these text messages between some person and Mike that were sexually suggestive in nature, like, uh, take your tits out. I'm trying to masturbate, like hurry, hurry, send me a tit pic. And everybody knew this. All the whole cast knew this. Like it was out there before they started filming clearly. So when they start filming first, Mike is honest about it, but then he walks it back. He's like, uh, these were spoof texts. He's pointing the fingers at different cast members that maybe they were the one who sent that text to like try to trip him up and catch him. At one point he's saying that these conversations never happened at all. Paulina's having conversations with other people in the cast and she's telling them what's going on with their relationship. And in the end, Destiny is the one who gets in trouble for sticking to her guns and being like, Paulina, you said all of this really fucked up stuff about Mike. Uh, I don't need to be the one to get to be blamed for his behavior, you know? And like, (laughs) like you told me this stuff and now you're going back on it. So also Shaz got uh, canceled (laughs) Um, after 10 years, almost 10 years, nine seasons, they've officially been canceled. The cancellation news came days after the uh, stuff with Mike. So You know, it leads me to wonder, at least, how much of Mike's behavior had to do with the cancellation. And they're just acting like, oh, well, you know, it just had run its course, yada, yada, yada. Rather than saying, 
you know, we've been uh, giving paychecks to this guy who's clearly an abuser for about like 10 years now. So I don't know. I've got a theory. I think this cancellation has to do with Mike, or at least I would be willing to believe that like, this was like, like they were going to cancel it. And then they were like, okay, well now we have like a, an, a real reason to, to say why, but they didn't use that reason. So I don't know. Like, I, it just seems like uh, coincidental timing. Now there could be a possible silver, silver lining to this, depending on how much you care about these people. But apparently Bravo is in talks with, uh, possible future projects with Reza, Gigi, and MJ. Personally, the idea of Reza having his own show, ugh, <laughs> I think that's a lot. You know, he's like, um, like a bay leaf. Like, you gotta be part of a whole bigger thing, otherwise it's like too overpowering, and I don't want that, you know? Um, Gigi... I'm also kind of like, what are they going to do with her? I, I don't know. MJ, I'm listening. Because MJ is very funny. MJ understands pop culture. MJ has, uh, she knows what's going on with Bravo. And so, Bravo, you need to sign the check with MJ. I'm telling you full stop. She needs, what happened to Bravo's chat room? It just occurred to me that that show hasn't been on in quite some time. I've been saying, MJ, get MJ. Here's my, my Bravo chat room dream team. Okay, everybody, the dream team. Four ladies. Um, We can keep Portia and Giselle because they did fine. My other two would go to MJ and Ariana Maddox from Vanderpump Rules. I think that would be a perfect cast. We have like a, a couple millennials. Like, I just think it would be really good. I, I That's... Andy, give me a call. Okay. Give me a call. I need to have a meeting. What are, what do they call those meetings? Like, um, in Hollywood, not go sees like, uh, you guys know, <laughs> um, and all, what do they call it? I can't remember. But anyway, I need to have a meeting with Bravo. I need to sit down with NBC universal and just like, let me talk for 20 minutes Give me a finder's fee on all of my great ideas that you take. And thank you very much. And you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, Moving on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Like I said, spring, love is in the air, yada, yada, yada. 
Courtney and Travis got married. Kind of. (laughs) So uh, apparently after the Grammys, uh, Courtney was watching uh, Travis on stage doing the drums to Are You Gonna Go My Way with her and uh, uh, Lenny Kravitz. And she was like, oh, bitch, I got to lock this shit down. So, uh, you know, the marriage information came out. And then the next day, Courtney posted on Instagram, found these in my camera roll. (laughs) I bet you did, girl. It was just yesterday. Like, yeah, probably. (laughs) I I don't like that phrase. It's it's getting to be like, uh, take me back, you know, or like, last night was a dream. Like, I'm just getting sick of those Instagram captions. (laughs) My forever wedding date. Oh, that really. Don't come for me. You know, it's my opinion. Tamara Barney. Um, So anyway, found these in my camera roll. Once upon a time in a land far, far away, Las Vegas at 2 a.m. After an epic night and a little tequila, a queen and her handsome king ventured out to the only open chapel with an Elvis and got married with no license. Practice makes perfect. (sighs) I want to know. We don't know who the real Kourtney Kardashian is. You know that, right? We, we don't know who she is. And this like turn into pop punk princess is confusing to me. Um, do you listen to The Cure? I see you posting that on your Instagram stories, but like, do, do you? Do you? Um, <sighs> it's, it's, it's punk by association or, or punk by insemination and punk, punk by injection and like, mm. It's funny to me, but it's also like, girl, girl, like I'm more punk than Kourtney Kardashian. And I, I'm telling you that's true. I am guaranteed that is a factual statement. <clears throat> so anyway, the ladies went on to Jimmy Kimmel to talk about the new Hulu show that's coming up and the subject of the marriage came up. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel called it a fake marriage and Courtney says, it's not called fake married. There was no possibility to get a marriage license at that hour. I'm like, are you guys lying? We asked like five times. Like, what do we have to do to make this happen? I'm doing this much more animatedly than I'm sure she did. Um, they said the marriage license place opens at eight o'clock. So they just did it anyway. It's what's in the heart. Okay. Um, the other interesting thing is that apparently Kim didn't know. I am like super interested in the uh, Kardashian-Jenner group chats. Like, Oh, are you guys watching the Andy or have you watched the Andy Warhol Diaries on Netflix? So good. You got so good. I've watched it twice. I've <laughs> I've gone I've watched those six episodes twice. Yeah, it's so good. But anyway, like release those group chat messages after they die like the Andy Warhol Diaries. Like I would like to know. Um do a whole like encyclopedia like album about it. Like Give us the Chris and Kim chat. Give us the Kendall and Kylie chat. Give us the three girls and Chris chat. I want the Chris and Chloe chat. I want the Chris and Kylie. You know, like, I want the chat between just Kim, Chloe, and and Kylie, or uh, Courtney. I want to see it all, okay? Um, Where was I going with? Oh, (laughs) the point is that only some of the people knew that she was getting married. So, apparently, Chris knew Chloe knew. Chloe was on FaceTime during the ceremony. Kim had no idea. She was asleep. And she found out because 
Courtney hit the group chat and was like, hey guys, I got married. And Kim's like, what the fuck? So, okay. I mean, congratulations to you guys. Obviously they're going to be having like some sort of, um, nightmare before Christmas wedding. I'm sure. Oh God. I'm picturing it now. Christmas. Oh God. Chris, I, I'm calling it. I, I'm going to like, let's just go through the wedding now. Okay. Um, we're going to get those deep red roses, which I'm not mad about. Like those deep red, you know, like my chemical romance cover album cover roses, right? All black. I would have loved to seen her do like a Christine Quinn black, uh, wedding dress. That was very chic. Very, very chic. Probably the chicest thing that anybody on selling set will do, but I'm thinking super red roses, black and red theme, um, snow, snow falling. Also like I'm, I'm picturing Christine Quinn's wedding from, (laughs) and that's it. Snow falling, lots of blacks, lots of deep, rich reds. Um, that sort of vibe, like Gothic Kat Von D wedding. I'm picturing leather jackets like Kim and Kanye did, but like more punk and edgy, like uh, Mr. and Mrs. Barker and that like uh, rock and roll font, like scary, like monster font, um, like a spirit Halloween font, that that's kind of thing. Or even like the punk rock, like <laughs> that, that maybe that font. Um, uh, blood, I think blood will play a theme like maybe their rings will have like drops of each other's blood or maybe there'll be a necklace like Angelina Jolie style that sort of thing god help us for what they're gonna do when we get to the you make us the bride moment because we've already seen so many previews of what's to come and enough enough (laughs) like do you know how hard it is for somebody who's like perpetually horny like me to be turned off by people's like sexual overtness like that's saying a lot (laughs) And with that, we're going to end on the Benefer engagement, provided something big doesn't happen in the next 24 hours before I, uh, this album, this uh, episode comes out. Yeah. Benefer 2.0, got engaged 2.0. The announcement of the engagement, very strange (laughs) to me. So JLo goes on her website to say that there's going to be an announcement and she's got something very special to share with people who have subscribed only on her, on the JLo blog, her newsletter, her fan newsletter called on the JLo. What did we like workshop this name? Is it like on the down low? On the JLo. Ooh, clunky. (laughs) Real clunky face. But anyway, the video was just a tight shot of JLo and her ring and a gigantic green diamond ring. Not an emerald. It looked like a green diamond. So the first one she got from Ben 20 years ago was pink. Um, I think I may have liked that one a little bit better, but that's neither here nor there. Um... The retroness of telling people to go to your fan newsletter <laughs> to hear an announcement, that is like truly the thing that's a throwback from their first relationship. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And the fact that the video was like, Ben wasn't even in it. It was just like, it could have been a, a Zales commercial. It could have been a Shane Company commercial, Tiffany. 
It, it honestly didn't know. The video ends, like there's romantic music playing. She's looking at the ring. And at the very end, she whispers, you're perfect. <laughs> are, are you talking to the ring or are you talking to Ben? Like what's, <laughs> it was, it's very strange. You can find it on my Instagram at everyone's business, but mine, but <sighs> I mean, congrats, congrats. I had a hard time wrapping my mind around the fact that like, I guess I never perceived how old Ben Affleck is. He's 49. He just seems perpetually like a, like a 28 year old fuckboy to me. So <sighs> congratulations to them. Who do you think will get officially married first? MGK and Megan. All of our summer of chaos couples are now like truly booed up. Nobody broke up, did they? Anyway, who do you think is going to get married? I'm going to go with... I actually think that, like, Ben and Jen might might be the first ones. Surprisingly, I think Courtney and, and Travis might be last, but only because I think that they'll probably wait until, like, Christmas to do, like, some sort of, like, freaky weird thing or, like, Halloween, right? Um, okay. I think that's it. Hopefully. If it's not, I will uh, chime in in a few seconds. Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you. If you're able to give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I would truly, truly uh, appreciate that. If you want to check out my Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash EBBM podcast. This week, I'm going to be talking about the ultimatum. Something that I'm already regretting because I watched like the first half hour of episode one and wow. Wow. So I'll be sharing my thoughts about that on Wednesday. Um, Yeah.